one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mr. DeVito, let's talk. I know that you don't know who I am, but I know everything about you. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week, we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We Ooh. hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. We're both laughing. We're we're still we're laughing about the guest that we're about to introduce right now. That's how funny this person was is. We just <laughs> we had so much fun. We had so much fun with our lovely guest David Yi, founder of Good Light, a new brand that just launched. Um if you're within the beauty community or care about beauty, David is not a stranger to anybody. Um, he is so funny. He is so charismatic and warm. He's a justice warrior. Yes. He really wants to change the world for the better. And Sarah, do you want to kind of give a little bit of a background about David? Yes. Um, first of all, I feel like David could be the third co-host of Los to- Angeles. Totally. Totally. Right? Yeah. I feel like our values and interests align. Agreed. Um, but anyways, okay, so David is, uh, in addition to being the founder of Good Light, he is the founder and editor-in-chief of Very Good Light, which is a men's beauty destination for genera- generation, <laughs> Sorry. for Generation Z. That makes me sound like such an old, let me take that again. Wow, Generation <laughs> Z. Generation Z. Okay, David Yi is the founder and editor-in-chief of Very Good Light, which is a men's beauty destination for Gen Z and young millennials. He is um, formerly the fashion reporter, sorry, fashion editor at Mashable. He's written for everyone from um, USA Today, The New York Observer, Fashionista to Allure, Daily Front Row. Um, He's done it all. He was also the events chair for Korean Americans for um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Also the founder of Biden Beauty, which we will get into. Um, And just like, just such a ray of light. Good light. Very good light. (laughs) That's why they pay us the big bets. Okay, Mm -hmm. not really. We don't get paid big (laughs) bets. We don't, not at all. This is a passion project. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there's our squee laughter again. Our squee laughter that somebody mentioned in a review. David is on the show because he launched a brand Good light. I have been testing the products. Sadly, Sarah, obviously she moved and she didn't get her send. So she's anxiously awaiting them. I have tried all three products in the launch. It it includes a cleanser, a toning milk, and a, or a toning lotion rather, and a serum. And I think all of these products are incredibly formulated. They are nourishing to the skin. 
You will notice a change with your skin. They're affordable. We talk a lot about affordability on this podcast. Obviously, y'all know that we stand Augustinus Botter and La Mer, but we don't think that you have to spend a ton of money to have good skincare. That's why I think that you know, good light is super important right now. The cleanser is $18. I think the lotion sits in like the $24, um, you know, $24, $25 range and maybe same with the serum. My favorite product out of them all is called Moon Glow Milky Toning Lotion. This is a product that I normally probably wouldn't gravitate towards because I wouldn't see it as something that I need or as maybe necessary, but the packaging, y- y'all know I, I really get into it. Like I just, it makes me feel good. The the bottle, the jar that it's in, it's it's gorgeous. It feels good in your, it feels like, like you bought something from an apothecary, right? Like mm-hmm. it has this prestige to it. You feel very precious when you handle it. I was going to say then it's also super affordable. Exactly, exactly. And then you shake it out and it has a little stopper at the top so you're not just dumping a bunch of fluid into your hand because it is a fluid it's like a milky consistency and i i apply it like an essence i put it in my palm and then pat it onto my face and let it absorb it includes so many yummy ingredients that I think are great for even the most sensitive skin. So it does have alpha hydroxy acids, but they're from fruit extracts. So they're way more gentle. And snow mushroom. Snow mushroom, we're going to talk about it in the interview. You'll hear us mention it a few times. But snow mushroom to me is one of those ingredients that I had no preconceived notions about when I first tried it. I actually tried it um, from the inky list. And I think I probably talked about this, the snow mushroom moisturizer. Put it on my face and... I think within five to 10 minutes, I was like, hold on, my skin doesn't look as ruddy or as red. It just looks more even toned. And I found that products that include snow mushroom in them just do it for me. And so I obviously gravitated towards that one because of the snow mushroom, because of the packaging, but I have noticed a really amazing difference on my chin when it comes to blackheads. If you're like me and you have a butt chin, this actually, if you just have a chin in general, you don't have to have a butt chin to have this problem, but I do have a butt chin. I have a little cleft. Any of you out there who have a chin, a little, cle- <laughs> a little cleft chin going on. There's this area where the pores get clogged and then the sebum oxidizes from the sun, right? Being out in the sun and you get those blackheads and they're hard, like they're hard to, you can't just like, pinch them out right you have to gently exfoliate them away I have noticed that that area of my chin has been less congested since using this toning lotion so out of all three the cleanser and the serum and the toning lotion I have to say the toning lotion is is my fave I also feel like people are probably when they think of like the toner step as much as we've, I feel like, made this change in, in the beauty landscape where we're not using toners that are like stripping your skin anymore, especially people who grew up in the 90s like us, like we are just like, when we think of toners, we think of that. But there are so many amazing like hydrating toners that are out there that I feel like people just don't know about. And I think that this one, I haven't tried it, obviously, but I feel like this is the one that maybe will... Um, Uh, convert people it's like hydrating it's soothing and it's gonna transform your skin yeah it's not an astringent right yes that is the word astringent so enjoy this episode with david and you have to tune in to the whole episode because 
there is a very special surprise for Glam Julinos. He is offering a discount on Good Light products. And it's actually it's a really generous discount. It's it's not like 15%, okay? Like you're you have to listen though to hear what he's offering us. So, David, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Glam Julinos, you know what to do. Subscribe to us, follow us on Spotify, leave us a five-star review, and join us on social media at Los Angeles Pod. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Enjoy the episode. David MF and Ye, he is on the pod. And I can't tell y'all, we have glowed about Good Light and how much we love, love, love the brand. You have just been killing it. Kirby, have you met David in person yet? I have not met David. I've only heard and now Zoom met the elusive David Ye. David, how long have you been living in LA now? Well, actually, I'm in Colorado now. I came here before the pandemic to finish my book. And then the pandemic came and I was like, well, I guess I'm staying in Colorado. I'm in my parents' basement right now. This is where I live. It's like a cave. I'm thriving here. That makes sense because on your Instagram, you're in like beautiful outdoorsy nature. And I'm like, where is that in LA? Can I get there? From in a car? Drive here, we'll take you to all the hiking spots. Why did I think you were in New York? Well, I was in New York for a decade and then I moved to LA in 2019. And then at the end of 2019, I was like, I can't concentrate here. I know too many people. There are too many cute days. Like I have to hunker down and write my book. And so I came home and then the pandemic came and I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm stuck here. But David, we like to kick off every episode of Los Angeles with a segment called... What's What's on on your face? face? One to two products. You don't have to go through the whole reg, but just let us know what's on your face. I think we need like a segment where we actually have like a sound effect or a theme song. Can I write it for you? Like, what's on your face? Excuse me? How many BTS members are there? Are you the 10th member of BTS? I'm the 8th. 8th, sorry. But what's on my face right now, I am using, obviously, I cleansed with our Cosmic Dew Water Cleanser, and then I'm using our Milky Toner that you were talking about, Kirby. But I love, love, love this serum from Dr. Elsa Youngman. Have you ever tried it before? It's called the Oat Serum. It's a power serum. And it is just so beautiful. It's the most beautiful oil I've ever used. There's only four ingredients in it. It doesn't leave you with that filmy kind of gunky texture like that's on the surface of your skin. It makes you look glowy and just dewy and it feels good because it soaks into your pores. So I love that. I'm obsessed with that right now. It's an oil serum and it's just so good. It's by Dr. Elsa Youngman and she's really promoting the microbiome and how to protect it is the less ingredients, the better. I'm really into that one serum. It's an oat serum and it's just going to make magic for your skin. And it's done a lot for my skin. Oat in general just piques my interest. I love oat. I love snow mushroom, which we'll get into. I need to get that on my radar because Sarah, guess what? I've been dabbling into some oil serums lately. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Look at you. Getting out of your comfort zone. People sleep on oats because they're like, well, you know, oats. But it's like so good for your skin. So calming. 
I mean, I have been an oat milk aficionado and advocate since the beginning of time, since it was like huge nouns in Starbucks. Thank the Lord. What's your favorite oat milk brand? I like Chobani just because the ethos of immigrants and hiring immigrants. I love the Chobani vanilla. I also love Trader Joe's oat beverage. They can't call it oat milk. It's oat beverage. And, you know, yes, Oatly's great and everyone loves Oatly, but I think that Chobani, it just has this nice, rich flavor and kind of this umami flavor too. So I'm really into that. Is there anything else on your face that you want to talk about, David? I am so obsessed with Elta MD sunscreen. It's what I buy as a beauty editor and, you know, we get products sent to us all the time, but that's the one product I actually shell money for every three months. I'm like, this product is just the best SPF. I recommend it to all my friends and people who don't use SPF, they actually swear by it now. And it also just makes your skin super dewy and beautiful. Yeah, it's so crazy. I think we need to have an all-stars episode, Sarah, where we highlight the products that our guests consistently rave about or talk about. Elta MD is up there. If somebody's talking about sunscreen, they're usually talking about Elta MD. It's just a staple. And the thing about Elta MD is you're right. We do shill out for it because they don't do product sends. Like they might send a new launch, but they're not sending people sunscreen on the reg. So we do pay for it. They're like, uh, no, you can shell out the $30, but uh, nice try. They're like, good job. We don't need your promo. We get it anyways. We don't care. Okay. So Y'all may recall we have mentioned David on the pod before because this man is the mastermind behind Biden Beauty, okay? So, David, you were on a Biden Council, right? Asian Americans for Biden, is that correct? Yeah, I was the co-chair for Korean Americans for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And then I was also the events chair for Korean Americans for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And so I was kind of putting together these talks on Zoom and activating our communities and bringing together folks from the opening ceremony founders to Prabhu Garang, to Philip Lim and Michelle Kwan. And it was just like an amazing event for the community community to like come together and rally behind the president who eventually won. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you for doing your civic duty. That's more than so many people can say. What was the inspiration behind Biden Beauty? And Good Light was already in the works. Like you'd been working on this for a few years. So you were creating Good Light and then you're thinking, okay, how can I support my preferred candidate? Biden Beauty was born. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I was thinking as a beauty industry, just how much influence we have on pop culture and how much influence we have just in general. And I was kind of looking over the influencers and what they're doing with their platforms. And as we know, 2020 was such an essential election. I mean, this was kind of do or die, literally do or die. And I was like, what am I doing as a person in the beauty industry, am I trying my best? Would I regret this moment? Would I kind of think that I could have done more? And I was like, absolutely. And so with the small power that I have, I was like, I want to create a brand. I know this is the craziest year of my life because I'm writing a book and launching Good Light and the editor at Very Good Light, but I don't want this moment to pass. And I want people to be excited about beauty and allow beauty to be what it is at its core. Beauty has always been political as we know. And so 
I had this crazy idea. And now, and to my co-founder, I was like, I think we need to launch something called Biden Beauty. And it has to be a beauty sponge. And he was like, um, what? I was like, just trust me. Trust me. We're going to do this. People are going to love it. And we're going to raise all funds for the Biden campaign. But more so, we're going to activate the beauty community. And so people are going to use this sponge. They're going to get excited about it. And then they're going to tell their Gen Z followers to go out and vote. And he was like, okay, let's, let's do it. And so we went forward and we did it. Of course, Kirby, being the genius that you are, you are the first one to break that it was us behind it. And I was like, how did this woman find out? Like, did she see the clues? When I initially figured it out, I got a hot tip from somebody on Twitter that was like, hey, look into this. So that's kind of what spurred like my spiraling of like, okay, I got to figure this out. I felt very proud of myself. I was like, this Kirby is just so amazing. I need to meet her one day and she's iconic. And then when I was seeing it blow up on Twitter, I was afraid and I was like, oh no, like are people gonna criticize us? Like, are we ready to be open to the public? And I was like, well, Kirby is a beauty journalist. I mean, she's not someone who's going to drag us. It was such a brilliant idea. It was a very smart idea, but I will say I tweeted it like, hey, here's what I'm finding out about Biden beauty. And it took off like wildfire on Twitter. So you were right. People really did start talking about it. Yeah, it was so crazy. And I think that some people were making rumors like this is actually from Jeffree Star. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is kind of getting out of hand. You know, from the beginning, the thing was we could have said, hey, like we're the ones behind the brand, but we also didn't want to distract from the campaign or distract from the messaging or creating kind of this community of like-minded folks in the beauty industry who were politically active. We just didn't want to bring the attention to us. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about good light or very good light. It was literally about the campaign and getting out to vote and being really excited to do so. Yeah, I think that was really smart on your part because I know a lot of brands especially would have wanted to claim that that was their idea. Totally. And I was like, this isn't a moment for me to like bask in this limelight. Like I'm the one who did Biden. Like who cares? Like really who cares? It was really like a civic opportunity. It reminded me a lot of the 2020 version of Rock the Vote or Vote or Die. Remember growing up and seeing Paris Hilton and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Puff Daddy all wearing, you know, the Vote or Die t-shirts and stuff like that? Like that was the 2020 version. Thank you for associating me with that. But you know, I think that hopefully what this did is drum up excitement during an election that was do or die. But also the campaign, I mean, objectively kind of needs some zest. When I was talking to my peers, they're like, uh, you need to do this because we don't have kind of that sex appeal right now. The Biden campaign kind of needs something juicy and something for Gen Z, something for younger folks. And this was thinking outside the box. So they're like, go for it. This seems really, really awesome. Okay, so as Kirby has already mentioned, your resume is very exhausting when I was looking at it. So you're the editor-in-chief of Very Good Light, which is a men's beauty publication for those of our listeners who are not aware. You just wrote a book called Pretty Boys, which comes out in June or July? It's June 22nd. June 22nd, which Kirby and I have our hands on some advanced copies and we're so excited. You, as mentioned, worked for the Korean Americans for Biden. You're the co-founder of Advocates for Inclusion in Media. And then you also founded a new skincare line. So what Kirby and I want to know is what is your astrological sign and where does this hustle do it all spirit stem from? Well, if we're going by traditional astrological signs, it's Taurus and then I am a Scorpio moon and rising. 
But if we're going by BTS astrological signs, I'm a Jungkook and Jimin and then V rising. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with V. I'm new to the BTS army, okay? I watched them on the Grammys. I took a screenshot and I posted on Twitter. I said, hi, I understand I'm extremely late to the game, but I need to know who is this man? Everyone was like, that's V, the grandfather. Something to that effect. His fans in particular were sending me links to all his solo singles that he has. They are so supportive of BTS. It's incredible. I'm obsessed. BTS ARMY is so incredible. I'm part of the ARMY. I went to their concerts. I collect a lot of their merch. I mean, V is just so incredible. So beautiful, so iconic, but I love all the members the same, but just my BTS astrological signs. I'm a Chimin and a Jungkook, and then I would say V. Wow. Okay. I love the Taurus aspect because Sarah and I are also an earth sign. We are Capricorns. Ooh, I love Capricorn. My favorite people. I'm a Scorpio moon as well. I was thinking about it. And at first I was like, am I a Scorpio? And then I was like, of course I'm a Scorpio. I'm all about justice. Like I'm all about revenge too, which Scorpios are that's what I live for. And that's just what it is. Japanese Breakfast, who tweeted this the other day, she said something along the lines of my most Korean trait is that I find joy through revenge. And I was like, is that me too? Have you always been like this? You know, growing up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, I was one of the only Asians growing up here. I was always felt to be otherized and felt to be different. And people obviously made fun of me and they're like, where are you really from? And all these microaggressions. But I was so proud to be Korean American at such a young age. But I always felt disenfranchised. I always felt as if I didn't belong. You know, in high school, I remember having no friends because I was all about social justice. I was all about justice for all folk. I created a club called the International Diversity Council. It wasn't popular in my school, but I was like, this is what I believe in. I empathize so deeply with others who feel as if they don't belong or felt racism or discrimination. And I saw a clip from when I was 15. Just a month ago, I looked at my DV camera. I'm on stage at the talent show. I created the first talent show for my school and I tricked everyone to come because I was like, it's a talent show, but it was really like a rallying cry for diversity. But on stage, here's this 15 year old child. And I don't know how I have the audacity or the boldness, but I was like, we need to care about diversity and inclusion. This is the future. We have to be united. And how we move forward is intersectionality. And I was like, who is this child at 15? I'll send you all the clip because I was just like, this is so wild. But that feeling of pain and the feeling of feeling almost as if you don't belong has always been my North Star. I always wanted people to understand that they have to feel empathy and they need to understand other people. They need to see other people. They need to hear other people. And that's why I became a journalist because I never saw Asian people in the media. And I always wrote about Asian issues for my school newspaper. And I remember my editor saying that it was too focused on Asians and that we don't want to be labeled an Asian loving newspaper. And I was like, what did you say? And I wasn't a quiet Asian. I wasn't a quiet Korean child who just wanted to fit in. I never wanted to fit in. I had no friends and I always pushed people. I always fought back against racist teachers. I always had this kind of fury within me. And that's what made me want to become a journalist and go into, you know, different industries where I felt as if we could use these industries as vehicles for change. And the beauty industry was one of those industries and Good Light kind of was formed because I was like, I I feel as if I don't belong in the beauty industry either. It's so hyper-masculine, hyper-feminine. Where do I belong? And 
I'm sure that there's other folks who feel as if they don't belong or don't feel beautiful because of where they live or how they've been conditioned. And I've always just felt compassion and a deep sense of responsibility to allow other people to be celebrated. We read in an article for Birdie that the day you launched Very Good Light, you felt like you were an imposter. So you had just quit your full-time job. You put your whole heart into this project. But you said that you had yet to find your own light. When did you finally feel like you had come into your own? And when did you feel like, yes, this was the right decision? This is such an interesting question because I remember the universe just throwing me off a cliff and I wasn't ready. And I felt so afraid and so alone because at the time, my whole mission was was redefining masculinity, understanding why we've been conditioned as men in the Western world to be a certain way. And not many people were talking about masculinity in 2016, believe it or not. But when I left and when I saw my photo front and center in the New York Times style section, I was trembling because I was like, I feel like such an imposter. There on that page is this glamorous person wearing a Saint Laurent jacket. But here's the reality. And I'm shaking in my boots because I just ordered a $7 latte. Like, what is going on? Am I going to be able to sustain myself? Is this going to be something that translates? And I remember just viscerally back then not feeling confident and also feeling as if perhaps there wasn't support or that this dream was an impossible dream. And it took a long time for me to find my good light. And I think that's from the community at Very Good Light. You know, other like-minded folks who have come together to talk about our differences, to talk about what makes us feel empowered. And it's really what got me out of bed the last four years, right? Doing this isn't easy, being a solo entrepreneur, well, at the time I was. But what got me out of bed genuinely when I was sick or uninspired or felt as if I couldn't move on was the community. Community. Folks who were like me when I was 16, who grew up in remote areas like in Colorado or, you know, small towns in America, and they needed this content to feel as if they weren't such a pariah or so isolated from other folks. And that's what really did make me find my own light as well, seeing other people being their authentic selves. Do you still, I have to ask, this is like kind of a personal question because Kirby and I talk about how even though like we've been in the industry for so long now, as we get older, we should feel more confident and more proud of like all of our accomplishments. Do you still ever suffer from imposter syndrome? Every single day. Every single day. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Does this mean anything? Am I going back to the mission? And who am I? Like in, in this grand scheme, um, what difference am I really truly making? And then I go back to my North Star from when I was a child. And I'm like, well, the difference that I'm making is creating an inclusive world, a world full of love and understanding where people can just be and exist and they don't have to explain themselves all the time. But I go back to kind of this mantra that I have when I feel down or when I feel imposter syndrome. I think, remember when you prayed for what you have now? Remember when you wished and dreamed for what you had have now four years ago? And that makes me feel so humbled and makes me so grounded and I'm like, whoa, everything that I wanted a year ago, I have now, but I'm so ungrateful. And it makes me feel that I need more humility. And it makes me feel more love and compassion for myself. Cause I'm like, wow, like the universe really did come full circle. And it just also reminds us as humans that we forget so easily how much we do have and how much many blessings we have in abundance. But every single day I have to fight imposter syndrome, but I go back to that mission and why I do what I do.
Like Kirby and I, you have tried hundreds and hundreds of beauty products on your face. You know the space better than most, and you know that it's very saturated. So why did you decide you wanted to start your own skincare brand? What do you feel like makes good light different from other skincare brands out there? I think that when it comes to good light, I wanted something selfishly for sensitive skin. I mean, I have red skin, many acids like just wreak havoc on my skin. And for me, I was like, okay, I need to find products that are just going to amplify my skin barrier function. Because as we know in beauty, that's where kind of these ailments start and end. Last year, I went through such bad cystic acne and breakouts because I was so stressed. The book, I was, you know, launching a brand, you know, expanding very good light, the social uprisings that were happening in our country and throughout the world. And I broke out in cystic acne that I'd never had in my entire life. And I was like, what do I need? I need to mitigate the stress that I have, uh, lower the cortisol, but it's all about the skin barrier. What am I putting on my face? Why do I have a 12-step regimen right now? I need to just really create some pause when it comes to skincare. And so I look for the ingredients throughout the world that were just great for anti-inflammation, that were going to create a robust skin barrier function. And that's where good light kind of came from. I mean, the mantra has always been what I believed in, which is beauty beyond the binary. It's all about, you know, being gender inclusive, understanding that beauty and also these cosmetic products, they don't have a gender identity or sexuality. And so we shouldn't be defined by the aisle that we shop in. But more so, I want everyone to know that this is a democratic process. We wanted the price points to be very accessible so that all folks can really use it and find results in it. But at the end of the day, product has to be king. It has to be really amazing. It has to allow you to glow. It has to be a beautiful product. And I think that we achieved that after four years. Okay. And then you decided you wanted to launch with just three products. So we have the Cosmic Dew Water Cleanser, the Moon Glow Milky Toning Lotion, and then the We Come in Peace Probiotic Serum. Why did you decide on these three? And was it difficult for you to like pare it down to just these three products? That's a really good question because at first I wanted to do everything. I was like, we need to have an amazing exfoliator. We need to have a mask. We need to have this and that. But in the end, it was three products that I use in that really transform my skin. So we're getting samples and we're going back and forth with our vendors and chemists. But these three products, I noticed that they genuinely help my cystic acne. And that's when I was like, whoa, this serum is no joke. It really does have bakachul in it. It has blue tansy, has carrot seed oil, everything that is going to cool and calm that skin. This milky toner is a natural exfoliant with AHA. So it's not going to be too potent for my skin. It also has snow mushroom niacinamide that's really going to enhance the skin. And it really did that. And then the gentle cleanser, I was like, whoa, this is no joke. It's fragrance free, but this is the first gel to foam cleansing experience that I had that didn't strip my face, that didn't strip my natural oil. And I felt hydrated after it. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. These three are what we're going to move forward with because they're just the best three SKUs that we came up with. But, you know, I don't want to rush any of the products. They have to be the best products that I've used genuinely, because we've tested thousands of products by now as beauty editors. And as a beauty editor, I was like, this has my stamp of approval, but it has to be the best product in the categories. Or why create a product? Why create something into the ether when there's so much good out there, if it's not going to be the best? 
I agree. I have to just say I'm biased because I like David in general. So I was like really excited to get the products from him. But packaging wise, I'm excited to open it up and use it. The sensory experience of feeling the product in my hands, feeling the package in my hands, loved it. And then when you use it, you enjoy using it. It doesn't smell too insane. There is like a sensorial experience to using it. I love the gel to foam. It does not strip your skin. Hands down, price point $18, attainable to every person that wants a nice cleanser. And I was using it for a double cleanse. Like I was actually using it first to break up my makeup and then washing it off. So really great double cleanse option. My favorite product is Moon Glow Milky Toning Lotion. That's my hero product. There's so many products on the market with ingredients that we hear a lot about, right? Like hyaluronic acid, obviously. But I love that there are ingredients highlighted that aren't super popular, but I think are going to be blowing up this year in particular. One being snow mushroom. I am a snow mushroom stan. If you have any type of redness or ruddiness to your face, snow mushroom will completely transform your skin. David, can you share the origin story of the snow mushroom that you shared with us earlier? Yeah, it's really interesting. The snow mushroom, according to lore, according to legend, a very famous concubine in China in actually the 700s, she used snow mushroom. She also consumed snow mushroom so that she can have supple, beautiful, dewy skin so that the emperor would love her a little more. And I mean, it works. It's been around obviously for ages. I had my first experience using snow mushroom in skincare, I think two or three years ago, but the formulation of Moon Glow Chef's kiss, like you said, the exfoliating, the fruit acids that help just very, very gently exfoliate, it's a home run for me. If you're really looking for something to try, try this milky toning lotion. Even if you're not a toner person, even if you're not into milky stuff, I think that it's going to change your mind. Thank you so much for that. I mean, the products also have ceramides, which are so important for building blocks of your skincare. Meadow foam seed oil, which is kind of the same consistency as your natural sebum. So it's not going to be an oil that just sits on top. It's going to seep and do real good. But I also love that it's pH bounds to your skin. It's a little acidic and the natural HAs, you know, I have sensitive skin like we know, but this really helps me slough that dead skin in the morning and at night and I feel cleansed and I almost feel like I don't have blackheads anymore. I don't want to like tout that, but that's just been my experience. I do want to ask though, because I think it's really interesting that you launched with cleanser, a toning lotion and a serum, and then there's no moisturizer. Can I walk you through why I think that this is actually really smart? Yes, please, please. I want your entire marketing story. Let me try to adopt it. Okay, great. So I think people are more likely to purchase things like serums, like toners and essences that have these actives in them that will quote unquote transform their skin, right? When it comes to a moisturizer, I think most people, when you love a moisturizer, you just tend to keep buying the same one. You have your staple. You're like, I'm not really willing to part with my moisturizer. And that's because if you have oily skin, you have congested skin, you have dry skin. Once you find a moisturizer that really works for you and with your sunscreen that you use, you don't wanna really part ways from that. So I think more of the population is likely to test out or give a serum a try or a toning or a cleanser a try, especially at that price point at $18. 
exactly what we were finding too. And I was like, a moisturizer is like your best friend. It's like so intimate. It's something that you rub into your pores and just that sensorial experience is very personal. And so to us at the Good Light team, we're like, well, we need to really hit this out of the park. If we're going to come out with a moisturizer, it has to be the best one. And we're not there yet, but you're exactly right. I think most people are like, we can try a new cleanser. We can try a new toner, but a moisturizer, this is like my light. Like, I am not going to just give this up. So you're correct. We are 100% on that. So wait, David, what is your best friend moisturizer right now? My favorite moisturizer right now is, I love Augustina's Botter. When it comes to affordable ones, a Hydro Boost from Neutrogena. I think that does the trick. It's just amazing and drenches your pores. But I really do love drugstore brands as well. Like, I think that when it comes to CeraVe's having a moment, obviously, La Roche-Posay, the French kind of pharmacy brands I'm obsessed obsessed with, but right now, Augustina Spotter. Are you a rich cream person or a regular? I'm using both. Ooh, okay. He's fancy. Okay, David. So one of the things we love and admire most about you is how you use your platform to speak out in support of marginalized communities, which apparently you have been doing since you were 15. Most recently, though, I'm speaking about AAPI community, and we know that you've talked a million times about this, and so you're probably, like, exhausted, but I would love for you to just talk to our listeners and tell them, you know, what can they do to better support the Asian American Pacific Islander community, their peers, the community as a whole, maybe Asian American beauty founders, like, what can they be doing more of? Thank you for asking that question. Wow. I really do think that on a human level, it's not that difficult. It's just about having conversations with your family and your community about what's going on in the AAPI community right now. It's educating yourself and it's really speaking out, whether that is on a social platform or whether that is IRL. And I almost feel as if it's way too easy to push two buttons and post a meme, but still people aren't doing that. The real action comes behind the scenes and in real life. You know, if you are seeing a hate crime, speak up, you know, don't just be a bystander that watches and witnesses something happening, you know, maybe get training bystander training, there's so much out there so many resources out there to train you on how you can be a good bystander who actually activates, I think it's about supporting local businesses, go to your local Korean store, go to your grocery store, go to your local Chinese restaurant, like these are the businesses that are really hurting Asian Americans, specific Islanders have always faced racism in this country, right? And racism has been so pervasive from the beginning of time. It's just now that people are having excuses from the pandemic to act out on their hate. And I think that what we can do is we could just be better neighbors and email, email people in your workplaces. That's helped me so much. I have a template on my Instagram that so many people have asked for. I sent it to my friends at big corporations, and it's been interesting to see how their corporations have enacted through these emails. So I think that you can speak out in all forms, whether it is an email, whether it is on your social media, whether it is just in real life, but just be supportive and don't allow this time to pass and be passive. And this issue that's going on with Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, this isn't an issue just for our community. This is an American issue. We're all in this together. Asian American history isn't Asian American history. It's American history. And I would really challenge people to celebrate AAPI Heritage Month 
this year in May. Let's go big. Let's go bold. Let's be really just super honored to be who we are and proud of our community and what we've been able to offer this country. I mean, we've built this country. Our cultures are just so beautiful and vibrant. And let's let the world celebrate that with us. That really, really warmed my heart. Thank you. Yeah. And I think also what's really important about what David said is celebration. I think right now there's so many videos and stories of the violence taking place and it can really just deplete all of your internal positivity and hope. So really we do need to be celebrating AAPI Heritage Month like it's every month and share these positive stories as much as we can. Speaking of learning how to intervene if you notice that something's happening, because when you are in a situation like that, there's several types of people. There's fight, there's flight, and then some people don't feel confident enough to think they can make a difference, right? And so there are trainings. I actually went to a training last week with L'Oreal. They hosted a training with an organization called Holla Back, and they teach you the five Ds of bystander intervention methodology, which is really, really interesting. It's something that I was not privy to prior to this training. And it helped me learn like what type of person I would be in, in specific situations, whether it's violence, whether it's a woman being harassed on a bus or on the street or physical violence taking place. So I highly recommend looking into bystander training because it'll help prepare you if and when you see these incidents happening and will allow you to actually take matters into your own hands. I mean, we all have seen the video now in Times Square of the woman that got punched by the man and the security guards at the business that it was in front of just looked at it and shut the door. It's not being an ally or a decent human. You don't shut the door when somebody is in pain or hurting. So I personally recommend this bystander training. We'll link it on the website so that if you are interested in participating and learning more, you can go do that. That's wonderful. And thank you so much for taking that training. And also it's so helpful. I didn't know that a simple gesture just as distracting and saying, hey, do you know what the time is? Or, you know, just saying, hey, um, oh my gosh, my purse. I'm looking for something distracting. That's like probably the easiest thing that you can do, but the most effective just to kind of disarm this, these people of hate and to be kind of a confusing agent of distraction. And one other thing I thought was really interesting, I can't remember what D it fell under, but we all have cell phones with cameras on them for the most part, right? One easy thing you can do if you witness something like that, pull out your cell phone, hold it landscape and start taking photos of the person the assailant and make sure that you get photos of the entire area so that you can go to the police, go to somebody who can help and say, okay, this is what I witnessed. This is the person I have photographic evidence of it. A lot of these people, we're looking for them online right now. Who is this man? Who did this? So if you do bear witness to something like that, at least you have evidence and a way to kind of track down that person. It's a really easy way to be a bystander. Love that so much. Please everyone take bystander training. I'm going to brush up on mine as well. So thanks for that reminder. Of course. Um, Okay, David, we're hitting our stride. We're getting into the end of this interview. This is the speed round. I don't want to leave. You're stuck with me. 
I'm the third member of Glossy Angeles. Yes. And we're definitely going to hire you to sing our What's on Your Face jingle. What's on your face? The key change is like shaking me to my core. I'm shooketh. Like Mariah Carey is quaking right now. All right. First thing that comes to mind. So what is the first product you fell in love with? It was a Biore no strips because my sister was using it in high school. And I was like, whoa, that's so crazy that like these black things come out. I love feeling the fuzz after. So gross. Okay. Who is your favorite pretty boy? Oh my gosh. Throughout history? I would definitely say Prince. Prince is iconic. Prince is my hero. Prince is everything a legend. Just the most beautiful, powerful soul. I love Prince. What's your favorite Prince song? (gasps) Oh my gosh. Uh, Purple Rain? I was Prince for Halloween one year. Kirby's favorite Halloween costume of mine because we weren't like this close yet and I fully went to an influencer Halloween party where everyone looked beautiful and sexy and I showed up looking like Prince with like facial hair. She looked incredible. I was dressed up as Britney Spears circa the denim gown with Justin Timberlake. My boyfriend was denim Justin Timberlake. It was the Anastasia Halloween party. Remember when Anastasia's Halloween party was like the thing? And then... Isabel introduced me to Anastasia and I was Prince and she was not having it. She was like, nice to meet you. Where are my hoes at? Where are my girls scantily clad? You are both iconic. Oh my gosh, these outfits. Please send me these photos after this. I'm dying. Okay, what is your favorite skincare ingredient? I like ginseng. My mom lives and dies from ginseng. In Korea, it's like gold. Ginseng is, so you eat it and it's really expensive. Sarhwasu is one of my favorite brands and they use ginseng. Um, And this is such a potent ingredient, good for your body and also your skin. Love that. Is there a beauty trend that you are just so over? The fox eye trend, because hello, hello, do I need to go off on the fox eye trend today? I mean, first of all, I don't need these white people to say, we discovered this trend. My beautiful almond eyes has always been beautiful for centuries. Thank you. But you're going to spend how many thousands of dollars to look like me? I mean, just Photoshop yourself. Just Photoshop yourself. Call the day. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars or just don't do it. Don't try it. Who is your favorite follow on Instagram? Minjin Lee. Minjin Lee, the author, just followed me last week. Well, she probably unfollowed me by now because she's like, who is this person? But Minjin Lee followed me and I was like, oh my gosh, my favorite author. This is like a moment. But she probably unfollowed me by now. We're going to end with a question that we ask every guest because this is Los Angeles. Let's say you move back to LA, but this time it's because you're going to be a famous Hollywood actor. You're in a movie. Who is your co-star? Isn't this obvious? It would be Danny DeVito. Iconic, just like a beauty icon, just like someone I looked up to. Danny DeVito is my everything. So it's Danny DeVito. Wait, what is the movie? What's happening in the movie? Oh, what's happening is that I am the adopted son of Danny DeVito and I somehow wake up and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that I was adopted, dad. Like I thought I looked exactly like you. And so I go on this soul searching event and I go across the country to find my real self. But Danny DeVito's there to teach me about life and humanity and that I belong. This father-son situation really warms my heart. I need more Danny DeVito in my life in general. I think you could sell this. Absolutely. If Danny is listening, listening to this podcast, which I know he is. Mr. DeVito, let's talk. I know that you don't know who I am, but I know everything about you. Please, he would be honored to be your father. My favorite thing is that you wake up as like a grown man one day and you're like, dad, I didn't realize I was adopted. I'm dying. I'm dying because this is my fantasy. David, 
This was so much fun. I don't think I've laughed this much in a podcast before. Holy crap. Please tell everybody, where can they get good light? Where can they find you on the internets? Tell us everything. Yes, you can go to goodlight.world. That's G-O-O-D-L-I-G-H-O-D dot world but we're also offering a special discount code exclusively to gloss angeles you can use discount code gloss g-l-o-s-s at checkout for a buy one get one free option so any two products you put in one will be free that is so generous thank you oh my gosh listeners go seriously and get moon glow milky toning lotion chef's kiss sarah's gonna try hers when she gets them lamb Jolinos, thank you so much for listening to this episode with David. If you love it, please be sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on Apple and you can find all of our episodes on our website, which is glossangelespod.com. Please join us on social at glossangelespod on Twitter and Instagram and join our Glamgelino Facebook group. We just shouted the group out on Tuesday's app where we did our mailbag. So if you have a question, it might be answered in the next mailbag if you join the group. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 